Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back to Not Another Mummy podcast with me, Alison Perry. Welcome back to this mini-series, which aims to look at the issues that many of us are facing right now and talk to different parents and experts to gather some advice and insight into the stuff that might help us all a little bit. I hope you're doing okay. It is such a roller coaster of emotions right now, isn't it? One minute everything feels tickety-boo and the next it can all be a bit overwhelming. Something that many parents are struggling with is the schools being closed and our new role as home educators. Now, not only do we have to care for our kids and try to ensure they're eating five a day, although between you and me, if my nine-year-old has two a day, then we're doing well. So we're doing all that and we're making sure that they're not being negatively affected by the disruption to their routine. And we're also trying to keep them reading, writing, spelling, doing times tables and everything else that goes with it. Um, It's probably worth me saying at this point that There's genuinely no one way to be doing this. Your school might have set work and have video calls with teachers and ways of submitting work, or they might be kind of just leaving you to it. Your kids might be really happy to sit down and do work, or they could be resisting and refusing. And the main thing is to not get too stressed about it. My guest today, Adele Jarrett-Kerr, has lots of advice and helpful tips for us. She has been home educating her children for the past few years and she shares loads of nuggets of wisdom. Honestly, there are a lot. There are many nuggets to come um, about how to get kids engaged with home learning. A big warm welcome to you, Adele. Thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, thanks for having me, Alison. So how are you doing? I'm asking everyone this because I feel like everyone that I talk to in real life in, you know, if I if I see people across the street, I'm like, how are you? Um, because it just feels like the question of the day, doesn't it? Like, how, how's yeah. life been for you in the last few weeks? Well, I'm envious that you see people across the street. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're in Cornwall, aren't you? And you're, you're quite remote. Yes, I am. In fact, I don't really have um, neighbours that I see. <laughs> Um, well, we do, we do see the odd the odd neighbour, but we live across from Woodland, so yeah, it, it's more that we we get the benefit of wide open spaces, which is at a premium at the moment in a lot of places. So I don't take that for granted. But um, yeah, in terms of how we've been, well, how I've been, 
I think it really depends on what time of day you ask me, maybe what day of the week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, that's so true because it's not even a case of, you know, I've had a good day. It's more like I've had a good hour. Yes. Yeah, it, this 10 minutes has been nice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How do you think that your experience is compared in terms of the fact that you are living quite remotely and you haven't got, you know, a street full of neighbours and... Um, you know, your, your, your lifestyle is probably quite different to many people who are listening. Yeah, I've kind of not really thought that much about how remote we were living until this um, this sort of happened. Because I have friends who are going out in the garden and having a cup of tea with their neighbours, um, you know, at a safe distance across the hedge. But um, the, it's intriguing to me to be able to do that and that our people are doing that more. That's a That's a really lovely thing. Um, whereas for us, it's more a case of you see a dog walker out when you're out and just really trying to make the extra effort to smile and, you know, say hello and that kind of thing. Yeah. In a way, it's kind of forced us all to go back to almost like sort of 1950s, 1960s, um, ways of communicating, you know, like that, that feel of community Mm. support. I mean, I obviously wasn't alive back then, but you know, you see it on TV programs and films where it feels like there was this real, everyone knew everyone on the street and you would look out for that elderly person who lived a few doors down from you and get them their shopping. Yes. And like, like you say, having a cup of tea across the garden fence mm. isn't something that was happening a few months ago. And yet now people are almost like grasping onto any kind of human interaction and support that they can. It's absolutely. I think, um, it, well, I can't remember exactly what the figure is, but... I think that was one of the, the things that, that when a survey was done, one of these YouGov surveys, people were saying that's the that's something good that's come out of um, of lockdown mm. has been that community um, that has grown up around us, not just in terms of neighbours looking out for each other, but people um, volunteering to do things for each other. I mean, just, just the looking at how many people have volunteered to be NHS, work for the NHS and you know, look out for vulnerable people. Yeah, it's amazing. And like on our street... And we get we get that on our farm as well, actually, because we, we have a farm and, and um, we have every day asking people asking if they can come and volunteer on the farm. So, That's amazing. Yeah. It, it's, it's a no-dig farm that you run, isn't it? It is. It's a no-dig organic principles farm, yeah. And how has this affected things for you there? Are you finding that there's more demand for the stuff that you're growing or has it affected things in, in a negative way? Well, it's been kind of a bit of both. We were reliant primarily on restaurants. And um, and that was great for us because it's a lot less work because you can sell restaurants huge amounts of produce and you don't have to package it all up into little bits and go delivering to lots of different places. Mm. But um, obviously that's had to completely change. And so we instead moved completely to veg boxes, which has been lovely because we feel like we're meeting a real local need yeah. But um, it means a lot more work. And because we don't live near the farm, the kids and I oh, can't... How do you know? No, I, assu- I assumed it was on your doorstep that you were living this farm life. <laughs> no, it's, I mean, we're not massively far from it. We, in, in Cornwall terms, we're actually really close because we're, right. we're 20 minutes away. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that's practically on our doorstep. And actually the people who I think of as my neighbours and my community are people who are all 20, 30 minutes away. Mm, yeah it's different I mean I grew up in Scotland where it's very very similar yeah. that you know you, you think nothing of driving for 30 minutes to get to the supermarket for exactly. example whereas you know in a lot more built-up areas if you haven't got 
a supermarket five minutes walk away, mm. you think you're absolutely remote. Well, yeah, and our nearest supermarket is 20 minutes away, so. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I saw a really interesting social media post from you talking about the effect that all of this might have on our kids. And it really got me thinking because you were, you were talking about how people are saying, oh, well, the children will be fine. They'll, they'll, you know, they're, they're going to come out of this. They're going to be fine. And actually, some of them might not be fine. And it's okay mm-hmm. to talk about that and think about that. Yeah. Well, I think that there are a lot of, of layers to that. Um, in a sense, it's quite a privileged position to be in, to just assume that they would be fine. Because mm-hmm. there are a lot of children who obviously rely on the social structures that have now had to disappear or step back or go virtual and um and so without those structures in place they aren't going to be fine that's just a reality that we need to we need to face as a society yeah but um in terms of our own children um there are a lot of things that we can do I think but I I also think it's not a good idea for us to just push past our worries for them um, because that might also mean that we push past their own worries and maybe not notice that the child who's quietly getting on with it actually isn't okay. Yeah, yeah. It's a fine balance, isn't it, between kind of asking kids, how are you doing? Are you feeling okay with everything? Yeah. And not making them worry because you're there kind of, you know, frantically asking them every yeah. day, how are you? How are you, how are you finding the lockdown? <laughs> Well, I don't know that we need to ask kids anything, to be honest. But um, but we don't need to dismiss when they are upset about things. Or actually, with, with kids, often they don't talk about stuff. It's just, you know, behaviour is communication, is what they yeah. say. And that's very much that's very much the case. They could be then getting upset about dinner time or bedtime. And actually, that's how it's manifesting itself. But... Yeah, getting upset about something that seems to, to us to be really small and actually quite annoying for us because we just want to get on with things and um but for them it it is not that specific thing it's it's the fact mm. that they're missing their friends that the routine has changed that they had so many things that they were looking forward to doing this year yeah and they they can't happen anymore i think about by the kids who've had birthdays cancelled cancelled oh or, i know i know you know and, and all and, and i think if you know for a lot of kids it is the routine and it is the friendships and mm. you know th- those are the two big things that i think are really unsettling a lot of children yeah and what was interesting to me is that when this was all happening and people were saying well you'll be fine because this is just you know normal for you I was thinking, well, what do people think we do as home educators? <laughs> well, this is, what, this is what I wanted to chat to you about, because you are a home educator and suddenly the whole country has been thrown into, practically overnight, into being home educators. Um, what's it like for you seeing people panic and worry about doing a weird version of your normal? And it isn't because we're not all suddenly doing what you do every day. It's, it's a completely different version of it, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Um, it's school at home or isolation school rather than um, home educating in the sense that a lot of people in this country do it because there aren't... Um, in this in this country, you have a lot of freedom in the way that you home educate. It is up to the parent to decide what their educational philosophy is going to be. And as long as you basically show that you take an interest, the government um, doesn't really have a say in what you do. And so what that means is that everybody does it differently and inevitably people tend to be quite relaxed in comparison to the school system. Some people are rigid, but they are definitely in the minority in terms of the UK scene. 
Mm. So what what's it like for you? What's kind of an average day, if there is such a thing as an average day for you? <laughs> out, out of lockdown, I mean, just like, yes. you know, a normal day for you when you're um, educating your kids? Well, it, it, there are different things. So we do have days where we are home and we do have some structured things that we, we do. So the kids might have, um, they might have a, a bit of a, a computer program that they, they're working on doing reading or maths or whatever. But we spend a lot of time reading together. We create a lot of art together. They play. Um, a lot of learning is through play and conversation for us. So mm. it's not necessarily, if, if it is that the kids don't want to do any of the structured things that we've talked about, sometimes we do just shelve it and say, actually, we're just going to have a day of playing. So that, that kind of ethos actually, I think, has set us up quite well for now, the time that we're in, because it has made us flexible and adaptable. I think that's that's probably one of the things that a lot of parents are struggling with at the moment. I know that that's something that I'm struggling with because my nine-year-old, she loves school and she loves learning mm. and she's a bit of a geek and she loves nothing more than impressing her teacher. And um, she is kind of at home now in the situation where she doesn't really want to do, you know, the worksheets that I've printed off for her to do or the project that I've put yeah. together. And it's actually, for me, it's getting that balance between saying to her, no, you need to sit down and do this. (laughs) And just letting her go off and, you know, do some dancing or whatever she wants to do. And it's actually quite, it's quite a tricky thing to know what the right thing to do is. Well, if it's any consolation, I mean, although we have all of the resources and the things that we do normally do on a day at home, just to say, a lot of our days aren't at home. We do often go to activities and home ed groups and lessons and things. Um, so all of that has been very strange for us. And actually, we probably were too busy. So in a way, this has been a good time to step back. Mm. Um, but this past month, we haven't really done any of the normal things that we've normally done because the kids haven't wanted to. They've needed a lot of, of space. Not that they've been saying, oh, mummy, I'm worried. They've not been saying that. Yeah. But um, they've been saying, I don't want to do that. <laughs> you know, and I've realized that that is them trying to recalibrate and figure out what the new normal is going to be. Yeah. So even though we are kind of well adjusted to learning at home, we're not really doing any of the structured stuff until, um, well, not until quite recently. And, and that's been because it has had a purpose because the kids have started to say that they're bored. And so then there's been a reason to say, well, shall we return to some of these things that we were doing? See, that was my tactic because we, we've just been in the Easter holidays and my tactic mm. was I'm going to let her get really bored. And <laughs> then when it comes back to actually doing a bit of schoolwork, she's going to love it because it's <laughs> going to be something to do. So I'm not quite sure if that's if that's ended up working, but, you know, <laughs> we'll see. Um, but it's really interesting hearing you talking about how much you go out as a home educator. And that's something that I have really picked up, like following you on social media and chatting to you and hearing you talking about how you do things mm. um you know I've really learned that you guys you, you know you, you mentioned that you go to home ed groups and I've yeah. seen pictures that you've posted on social media of you doing forest school stuff am I right in thinking that I've got memories yeah. of you doing forest school stuff and it just seems like it's really challenged my perceptions of what home education is well yeah I mean in some ways the kind of the home in home education is a bit misleading because yes we aren't in school and we are probably at home more than some people. 
um, and more than people who are in school. But um, we are out and about, and often when we are home, we have other people in our home with us. You know, a huge part of the reason why we decided to home educate is was for community because we wanted our children to have a, a bigger community than they could have in school and a community that included people of different ages. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Yeah. Did you always know that you would home educate? Because um, how old is your eldest? Is she seven? Uh, no, she, she's going to be nine in June. Oh, she's older than I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, did you always know, like, from when she was a baby, that, that that was kind of a route that you wanted to go down? Or was it something that people that you met introduced you to? How did it evolve? Yeah, so when I was pregnant with her, I knew that I wanted to, to do it. Um, I was actually very fortunate that I knew people who were home educated when I was growing up and I always thought it was a really cool thing. Mm. Um, And I felt that school was a bit of a waste of time, really. Um, (laughs) And um, I haven't had anything that's really convinced me. Otherwise, I totally respect that for other people, for a lot of people, it is a good option. But for us, I felt that we could do something different for our family and it's what we wanted to do. And was your husband, Lawrence, always on board with that? No, not at all, um, at first. <laughs> He's become <laughs> quite an advocate now. Um, but he went to boarding school, so he oh, experienced... He? Yeah, so he had the diametric opposite yes. experience. And um, and he felt that, it was, that school was very important and irreplaceable mm. in a, a lot of ways. That's so interesting, though, because in a way, boarding school and home education become such a massive part of your identity I'm guessing mm. in different in different ways but that's really interesting that he's come full circle yeah yeah so it, it's great because on days when I'm having a really hard time um usually because I'm really tired and the house is messy mm. <laughs> like the house wouldn't be so messy if these children are in school <laughs> <laughs> believe me believe me it would <laughs> <laughs> I'm just um I'm fooling myself there I'm trying to you would just get a few either. hours to, to you, you would get a few hours to make it tidier and then it would get messed up again. <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's the thing because you would fill, you would fill the time with work. So when would I be planning to do all of this tidying? <laughs> exactly. It's like that that classic thing that, you know, us parents who have kids going to school, you think, right, well when my when my child goes to school, I'm going to have so much more time. And then you discover that the school day is so short and mm-hmm. you have to cram so much into it and it's like all those all those well and good intentions go out the window. So what advice do you have for, I mean, obviously, you know, from, from what you say, 
you guys are kind of muddling through a bit of a, a weird reality as well. Yes. But do you have any advice for parents who are keen to keep up with their kids' education a little bit while they're at home um, and they don't really know where to start? I think the first thing would probably be to think about what your motivation is. Um, is it that you're worried that your child is going to be left behind? Um, I think the idea of being left behind itself is a bit of a concerning one. It kind of makes you think that the school system is so rigid, it's not really taking into consideration the needs of the child. If it is that um, missing out on a few months would be problematic. Mm. Um, children are incredibly adaptable and very absorbent. I, sorry, my cat is just meowed. I can hear. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> um, there are a lot of children in the home ed community who do no formal maths whatsoever and then go to, um, they get enrolled to do GCSEs maths and in the space of a few months, they are ready to sit their exam. Wow. So, and that is not an uncommon thing. It's not isolated or unusual in any way. It, it, this happens again and again. Why and, is that? Is that is that just because they're kind of absorbing mathematical stuff through other tasks they're doing or is it well, because part, part of it is that but also because when a child is motivated to learn that is when they will learn something mm. and so they've chosen to do this exam and they sit down to do it and it's because maths is interesting to them yeah you know this this is the thing with 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 all of this is that um a lot of home educators the goal is not i my child needs to learn these specific things it's that my child needs to learn how to learn and yeah. learn to love to learn. And so I think it, it might actually be worth spending more time, especially if learning is a bit of a struggle, a bit of a fight, um, worth spending more time figuring out what your child would like to learn mm. in this time at home. And um, it might surprise you that there's actually a lot going on that you wouldn't have imagined. Like today, my kids were um, were putting together um, they were retelling the story of Romeo and Juliet through these little puppets that they'd made for this um, this stage that they'd created the wow. day before. Wow. Yeah, and they remembered a lot more of Romeo and Juliet than I did. Yeah, well, I guess that's the thing. Like you say, you know, they want to learn because they're having fun doing it rather than you just sitting them down with the, the text and, you know, trying to make them memorise it. Yeah, well, there, there isn't this, this demarcation between, OK, this is learning... And this is fun. It isn't homeschooling. It's life without school. Yeah, because, uh, you know, a lot, I've heard a lot of people saying that they really dislike the term homeschooling because, mm. you know, you're not trying to recreate school at home. And homeschooling is the phrase that everyone is using right now, everybody, because I guess, you know, from our point of view, school has closed. We are expected to do some schooling at home. Um, but a lot of home educators don't like the phrase, do they? Yeah, and I realise that it's going to depend on, you know, di well, different people have different schools that have different expectations. But at the end of the day, the parents is still the one who is responsible for the child's education. Like, mm. you, it's just you have a choice to either allow a school to, you know, to, to take up, to assist you in that responsibility or to take it all on yourself. So, you know, you still do have the power to say, actually, this isn't working. This isn't working for us the way that we're trying to do this. 
Yes, especially with um, schools that have huge requirements of more work that the, than the child would do in, in a day normally. Because that's the other thing, is, is that um, when you're working one-to-one, you accomplish a lot more than you would working with a group. Yeah, that's so true, actually. And so doing a full day of one-to-one learning is pretty mm. intense for the kid, isn't yes, it? Yes, yeah. yeah, And, and that's, that's a sure route to getting burnt out, which is kind of the last thing kids need when they are absorbing all of our anxiety and also experiencing a lot of wondering, when am I going to see my friends again? You know, yeah. when, when am I going to... Um, well, around here, the big one for a lot of kids is when am I going to get to to skate in the skate park again because the skate park has been closed and that's like oh, really yeah and that, that's a really really big deal for teenagers in the countryside oh dear oh it, it kind of feels like there's just so much for parents to worry about and trying to get the balance right between you know not putting too much pressure on kids to do work but also you know um yeah not not worrying them but not but also get, facilitating like giving them the opportunity to talk about stuff yeah um you know we are taking on a lot of this extra stress and a lot of us are trying to work from home at the same time Mm. and you know do everything else and it just feels like a bit of a pressure cooker situation doesn't it and we're dealing with our own stress as well I mean some of us know people you know I um, I have a a home, home ed friend who's Mother has recently had COVID-19, you know, and, and lives very far away. You know, we're all dealing with some very real effects of what's going on. Yeah. You know, and we're all seeing the news. We're seeing the, the numbers climb up. You know, we can't pretend that that has no effect on us. Yeah. I almost think that for some people, for a lot of people, and I, I include myself in this, thinking about the issues inside the four walls of our home makes it almost a bit easier to deal with because yes. if if we're just focusing on on what's in front of us then you know that almost takes the pressure off thinking about the much bigger stuff that's happening outside yes yeah and and some ways not not just that but also thinking about what's happening today rather mm-hmm. than thinking oh we've just been locked down for another three weeks what's what are we going to feel like after another three weeks you know that's yeah. kind of not really useful thinking <laughs> No, it's not. I think you you really do have to take it one day at a time, don't you? And just think, yeah. right, what we're going to do today? How are we going to make it a positive day? What can we get out of it? How do we just get to the end of it with a smile on our faces? That's kind of, that's where the bar is set, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I think that, that you can absolutely sit down with your kids, just as this is what a lot of home educators do, sit down at the beginning of a term or a month or a week or a day and say, what would you like to do? And these are the things that I kind of think that, would be great for us to do and talk about it like you know it's putting that control back with them and you know giving them a little bit of a little bit of a say in 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 what's happening yeah I mean we we don't really tend to use the term child directed we sort of prefer family led so it's about Mm. finding solutions that suit the whole family that's nice I like that I really like that one thing that I'm going to try with uh with my daughter is get her involved in doing fun projects with a friend. So get her to work with a friend, you know, to do like video calls and to discuss a project. Mm. And every day they kind of have a little bit of a video call catch up where they can talk about what they've done. And then at the end of the week, they present whatever it is back to us, the parents, and say, look, this is what we've done. Because I recognise that actually 
it's that working with you know because at school my daughter is normally working in pairs or in a group mm. and I I I I recognize that she gets so much out of that interaction and that's what she's missing at the moment yes and that's something that we normally get from home education groups so we're missing that as well but actually we have a group that has continued albeit on zoom um which is kind of similar to what you're talking about so the kids get together and they have a they have a bit of a catch up in the beginning and um and then one of them presents on a passion of theirs mm. so it could be music or rocks or um skateboarding drama whatever and um and they present they present on it um my my 6 year old and my 8 year old are in it the eldest child is 12 so there's there's quite a a variation yeah in terms of ages and then the the there's there's always something interactive for the kids to do it's all completely led by the children and um and then they give each other feedback on it i really liked this about your presentation i felt it was a bit long maybe <laughs> a bit more of more of this <laughs> i love that that sounds so good um yes yeah um adele what little things have you been doing to kind of look after your own mental well-being during all of this i've been doing a lot more meditation it's something that i have done a lot of anyway but i've felt that i've really needed to increase that and um and just trying to not look at the news too much mm. although sometimes i find it oddly calming so i think it's a bit of a, a balance to be had there um spending a lot of time outdoors it's a great place for both of our needs to be met i'm actually having really really long days at the moment with the kids on my own because as we're not near the farm and lawrence has had to turn this into a full-time income for the family he's um he's gone for very long hours so it's just yeah. me and them yeah. um so getting out together is quite important because then they can kind of do their own thing and i can try to drink in being outdoors a bit it's such yeah. an anxiety reliever for well for everybody yeah yeah and then trying to make sure that i get enough sleep it's it's a that that's always a tricky one but yeah it's it does make a huge huge difference to how i feel the next day yeah that that's a really big one isn't it and i think a lot of people have been kind of struggling to sleep or you know waking yeah. up at odd hours or having anxiety dreams and yeah. so it's like that, that that is definitely a big one and what would you say that you're most looking forward to doing when life returns to some kind of normal oh i'm so looking forward to hugging my friends mm. <laughs> <laughs> i mean that feels such in the so in the distance at the moment that that's that's a huge huge thing is is looking forward to just um just being with people again and and yeah. doing um have we had a we had a Christmas party for our home ed group and, you know, we do eat together with people quite a lot. And all of those things are stuff, things that we're missing, missing going to the beach because uh, oh. we're actually a little bit inland. So we have been able to go to the beach and we normally go to the beach at least once a week, which I realise is a total treat. But <laughs> when it's part of your normal, <laughs> it does feel very strange not to do it. Absolutely. It's funny you mentioning hugging people because... Uh, probably about six weeks ago now because before all of this really properly kicked off I was taking my daughter and her friend into London for a day out and I bumped into at the train station I bumped into a friend of mine and I went in to give her a kiss on the cheek as you do and she said mm. oh 
is it okay to kiss each other on the cheek in you know in these times ah. and it really it really threw me because i thought oh like it didn't even occur to me that that might be an issue and this was like you know a good six weeks ago now mm. but now the thought of passing somebody in the street and kissing them just feels so alien to me i'm like oh, absolutely absolutely when i want i watch tv shows and i'm just amazed that they're standing so close yes like get away from each other <laughs> two meters <laughs> No, but oh. it's interesting how quickly we become institutionalized. That's something that I'm a bit concerned about. That we might get too used to being isolated, isolated, and seeing our home as our castle and regarding each other with fear. Definitely, yeah. And also, even just you know having kids growing up being scared of germs and yeah. washing their hands obsessively. You know, those yeah. sort of little things kind of make me think. Oh, I really hope that doesn't have a lasting effect on our mm. kids. Although having grown up in a country that had issues with cholera and the hand washing message messaging was very strong. Um, I mean, my m- mother's always been shocked that my kids have been allowed to eat without washing their hands first. Because <laughs> that's not how it was when I was growing up. Yeah, um, I Yeah, I can't say that it massively affected me long term. I mean, I, I grew up to be somebody who didn't really make my kids wash their hands. So. Well, exactly. So there you are. You are proof that this probably won't affect our kids in that way. So thank you for that reassurance. Adele, thank you so much for chatting to me today. It's just been, you know, so insightful to hear about, you know, your day-to-day reality, but also how all of this has affected you guys and how you're making it work. So Thank you so much. Oh, thanks for having me, Alison. It's been really lovely to talk about it. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.